people kill people? But which people? Do you mean the ones who brainless protect and serve? Or the ones who skip mass incarceration to graduate to mass shootings in schools? Just look around you. Those people are killing our people. But how many times? How many times see my brother inside of the yellow tape before I see him walk across a stage? How many times must I turn a blind eye when, when death becomes tangible and I can literally stick an arm out and feel the souls of our youth shaking? Our children are terrified. And we grew up running till dark playing manhunt and now look at us, we are still the hunted. Running till our knees knock and lock like prison doors and psych wards and caskets. They say these places will always have space for our children. They say we do it to ourselves. They say one more gone is a step in the right direction. So cops use their peace to create peace, leaving our neighborhoods in pieces while we recollect ourselves. So excuse my hand gestures in these holes like city streets. I'm just trying to keep myself together, I heard. You can't condemn a system for a few bad apples unless they leave you. Choking blood on sidewalks you used to call home. Bad apples must love seeping air out of black children. Bad apples never tasted like death so much. I heard you can't condemn a system for a few bad apples. Bad apples that load bullets into bulletin boards and let them fray across classroom doors before four periods. Since when? Could bad apples change diplomas into graves? I'm starting to not like apples anymore. Especially since the ones we pick pick us off like marksmen. And their kids have this gift to transform violence into pity parties. Like little Nicholas was a good kid. Well, so was Trayvon. So was Breonna Taylor. And the list goes on. I heard you can't condemn a system for a few bad apples. But sometimes apples ain't apples, see. Sometimes apples rearrange atoms like bullet wounds. Sometimes apples taste like sin on the lips of Eve. Sometimes apples intervene with God's plan. You see what happened in the Bible. Sometimes you gotta chop the whole tree. So the moral of the story, the moral of the story, fuck apples. Thank y'all. Spoken Soul Sessions. You ready, my man? With Poetic Black. Ain't nothing holding me back but me and who's holding you but you but you. Check this out, man. Spoken Soul Sessions. Oh, my God. This is Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Bold stances and lewd advances got us here. You are listening to Spoken Soul Sessions with Poetic Black. We'll start from scratch, exploring new possibilities.
welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Spoken Soul Sessions. I'm your host, Poetic Black, and I'm happy to be here. Spoken Soul family, what's good? We have a dope show lined up for you guys today. I hope, I hope you're on your path today. I hope you're not allowing anything or anyone to impede your progress. I hope you focus on the goal. The plan to succeed tomorrow starts today. So I hope you're in tune. If you're hearing the sound of my voice, know that I'm here with you. Spoken Soul Family. Today, today, today we have a dope, dope show lined up for you guys today. This brother right here, truly, truly, I mean, blew me away. It was, it was crazy how I came across this brother. Y'all know how I do. I serve different platforms, looking for talent, looking for spoken word artists, people who, who love this art as much as I do. And I want to, I want to broadcast them. I want to put them on a platform where more people can hear them. And I was happening to be on Clubhouse and I had some downtime. And I was like, let me go up in here and um, see what's going on. They had a poetry slam. Give me that. I love the concept. I love the concept that the brother came up with, with give me that. It's a poetry slam, whereas you going head to head with whoever you go against. And uh, they give you money to start the show, but you just got to keep that money by the end of the show. So I came, I came across this brother. He was in the competition, and the pieces he spit, man, it just, it just totally blew me away. And uh, I did some research on the brother, man, and he's really a big deal. So let me get his brother the introduction that he deserves. I'm talking about none other than my brother Hattress. Like the mattress, but don't sleep on them. Hattress is a Harlem native with a love for language and writing. His work actively explores themes of social justice reform, deep introspection and emotion to tell stories in an authentic way with a clear voice. Hattress describes his writing styles as emotion-based minimalism in which he seeks to simplify complex feelings at the root of the emotion which can be digested easily by the reader. Hattress's debut poetry collection, If Ever We Were, takes readers on a journey into adulthood, tackling themes such as mourning, masculinity, love and relationships, and race. You can find Hattress all over the NYC poetry circuit, featuring at locations such as the New Yorkans Poets Cafe, Open Mic Renegades, Parkside Lounge, Bowery Lounge, the Hexagon Lounge, and Harlem Miss. He also curates his own monthly open mic in the heart of Harlem called The Poetry. His work has been featured in publications such as The Queen's Newsletter, Daily Post, and many more. It brings me so much honor to welcome to the Spoken Soul Session Studio, my brother and your brother, Hattress. What's good, bro? 
Most deaf, King, most deaf, man. Yo, when I heard you spit, man. Now, for my audience, for my audience, man, y'all know what I do. Y'all already know what I do, man. I be trying to find him. So my brother right here, man, he spit a piece that he's going to do on the show. This is going to be a treat. He's going to do on the show today. That just blew me away, man. And I'm going to let y'all just be surprised by that. We're going to get into that. But this brother right here is phenomenal. I did my research on you, man. And bro, man, you've been working out here, man. You've been working out here, man. And the piece in the beginning for my audience, the piece that he spit in the beginning, that was a live piece that he spit in Times Square. And it was like a rally. There was a, uh, what was that? Tell us about that a little bit. It was a Black Lives Matter rally. Mm. Um, it, it was for it was around the time of um, there were so many names man like it's so many names but uh, I remember being during the pandemic in 2020 uh, around the summertime we were still going through COVID but we can't we couldn't escape the black faces dying on, on the news mm. um, and that particular poem is about the systematic injustice that we face in all arenas and I felt like it was appropriate uh, to just give it to the masses the way I give it. But like, honestly, I messed up the poem because like I was super emotional and I was just like going through things. But it was like it came out exactly how I needed to come. Exactly. Out. That's how I felt it, bro, because you felt that energy. You felt that passion in it. And the people were they were in tune. And that's the beautiful thing about, you know, what I mean, that moment for poetry. Just for yeah. poetry and spoken word, that moment you got that many people in tune to what you do and the message you're delivering, man, is unmatched, bro. That that joint was fire, man. I felt that shit in my bones. Like when I when I heard you with the first line that they say that, you know what I'm saying, people don't kill, guns don't kill people, people kill people. And yo, you went off from there, man. That shit gave me goosebumps, man. Like, so I'm let me start the show off, you know, in a little bit of format. I ask all my guests that come on the show because I like to get the different perspective of different artists. You know, we we think different. Poets think different. So I'm going to ask you, Hattress, mm-hmm. why? Why poetry? Why spoken word? That's a tough question, right? Like, because I, I think that us as people are expressors. Mm-hmm. We express. Um, and I think our job, especially if we're trying to be catalysts for change, mm. uh, we have to use that expression to the best of our ability. And I think poetry is just one of the mediums that I use. And, and it's like a more natural, free flowing form. Um, but for me, it's conversation. It's, it's opening the door for conversation. And I love to have those conversations. Um, and I think the poetry is the best vehicle mm. to, to carry those conversations to outside of just the performance aspect because like once you hear something that grabs you now the seed is planted now when you leave here you're thinking about these things you might even do research on these things for yourself so i think it's just the catalyst Um, but i'm an artist at heart bro like i'm just an artist i love to write i love to perform i'm a rapper Mm. Honestly, a lot of my spoken word stuff don't don't sound like what I write. Like what I really write from myself, like in my book, super different. But mm. you know I mean, I love the art. Yeah, you can tell you can transition well too, because when I when I first heard you, you can tell that you you got a command with bars. You know how to use bars, but you do something different than 
a lot of people who try to slow up their bars and make mm-hmm. it poetry. You actually mm-hmm. write spoken word. And I can tell that by your inflections. I can tell the way by your setups. You know, the message and tell, like the way you tell the story is not like, I know that wasn't no rap, no 16 bars that you changed, nah, that you wrote that. You know what I'm saying? You are definitely a spoken word right. artist. And um, damn, bro, like it's, it's when I start researching you, man, you know a lot of the, we know a lot of the same people. I'm, I'm, I'm just, so, I'm, I'm crazy. I just, I'm like, how I never bumped into you in, in a show or anything, man, it's crazy because you've been on a lot of the same circuits. You was on the New Yorican. Tell us about the New Yorican. How was it? How was it? What was it like performing on the New Yo, the, the, the classic stage, the New Yo stage? Because you know it comes with a, a rich heritage and a history. Yeah, you yeah, know, I love New, York. New York was overwhelming. I'm not even gonna lie because any given night, you could have poets like Stephen Willis, mm. poets like Black Chocolate, poets like like any given night, you could have these big names in there um, and really feed off of the energy, but not only that, learn from them, right? Like, so mm. I, I, New York was my learning stage. Mm. It was like understanding like, yo, I am not, I'm not a pro at this. Like, mm. I, I'm a student before anything. Exactly. That's oh. one, and that's one thing, not to cut you off, that's one thing yeah. that the New York reminds you when you go, the New York's one spot where you ain't going to the New York if you got an ego and you got a pr- you proudful, you are one of them proudful poets like my yo, my shit is the best shit. The yeah. New York ain't for you because the New York will humble you. And uh, like you said, fast, you got you bro. got a whole bunch of different artists. You know, you got Jive over there, you got uh, uh Mahogany Brown, and mm-hmm. and you and, and when you go there, even the 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 slam. When I went to the slam, my first slam at the New York, there was like the the prize money was what ten dollars or something like that, mm-hmm. or like fifteen dollars, and I was like, what? Like I didn't been in slams for hundreds of dollars and no thousands of dollars and fifteen dollars, and the line is around the corner. That's what we yeah. that's what we slamming for. But it humbles you because it's it's a rich history there, and I always appreciate the New York for that, man. But my brother, man, you've been out here working, man. You've been out here working, man. I went through your catalog, man, and you got some pieces, man. You got some pieces, man. So I requested a, a, a particular piece. You don't got to do that piece right now if you don't want to. But I want to do an introduction, uh, introductory piece where my audience can get a live taste of what you do. So what I'm going to do you is your choice. You can pick that joint that I want to hear. You know what I'm saying? But I'm going to set the stage for you. I'm going to play a, a commercial from one of our sponsors. And... um. Let you get ready, and then I'll bring you in when this commercial finishes. Right. So uh, me get me. ready, my brother. It's your, it's your choice. Your choice. Hello. This is William S. Peters Sr., a.k.a. Just Bill from Interchild Press International. First, I must say we at Interchild Press are proud to support my brother, Daniel Green, a.k.a. Poetic Black, and his prolific, embracing, and informative program, Spoken Soul Sessions. As a publisher and now sponsor of the work Poetic Black does, we at Interchild Press International offer to you his listeners and all spoken word artists, writers, and poets, a 10% discount on all of our publishing packages and services. Please mention code Spoken Soul to take advantage of this offer while it lasts. You can contact us at InTouch at innerchildpress.com 
And we hope to see your words in print very soon. We are Interchild Press International, building bridges of cultural understanding. That's www.innerchildpress.com. Thank you. Coming to the stage to spit his first piece, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Hattress. So I was told that I was a wild man. Cause see my hair, it didn't wave like the rest of my peers. I mean, it rippled a little bit, but it wasn't like waves on swim. So they hate on him. Nah. More like it coiled in rebellion, split at the ends, laid in a way as if to say, beware of crossing and no one ever read the signs. See, when I was in fifth grade, They told me that the brillo on my head is the reason why I'm so hard-headed. As if God himself did not drape me in wool, did not label me a king, did not emblem me a lamb. See, can't you see me here? Sacrificing myself knowing that this death would never be a trending topic. Even knowing that no one understands the reason why I am supposed to be here. When I was in high school, a girl I like told me she doesn't date nappy-headed niggas. As if her father wasn't a nappy-headed nigga. Or her father's father father wasn't called a nappy-headed nigga by the same people who stripped her of her own defiance. Now look at her. Docile and compliant. Hating my blackness the way she is supposed to. Because don't I remind her of everything she wished she wasn't? Don't I just explode pupils at every glance? See, ain't I so hard to look at and even tougher to touch? My reply was, all right. See, my mother raised me right. But there I go, resurrecting this spirit after being crucified by my peers. See, don't she know that I be water? Don't she know that I be life? Even when I be quicksand and sinking in a pool of insecurities, can't she see just how tough you have to be to keep going and going and going when everything, including your comb, breaks on you? See, I wonder if my hair is the part of my blackness I get the altar, or why our people glorify waves as if our ancestors' lifeless cages didn't crash into bodies of water, as if the ocean is not comprised of our tears and her mother choosing to perm or straight comb her natural hair is a cure and not a symptom, I wonder. Is that what it takes to be human? Is that what it takes to be black, you know, to be tamed? Is that what it takes to be accepted? You see, to be accepted is to be recognized by life, but why is it that to be black is to be conditioned, to be told that you are much too wild because even the follicles of your hair break change. You see, freedom, it does not lay down neatly. Freedom does not come lamented to shame. Freedom is coarse to show them that they can't colonize this land without a fight. Now, when I was 28, a coworker suggested I should cut my hair because it wasn't exactly appropriate for the workspace. I told her, I'm only attempting to be myself. She told me companies don't pay you to be yourself. 
Master don't have you here to be human. Who told you it was okay to believe you were somebody? Who told you that you could be black without consequence? Didn't you learn from Trayvon about how the hood loves you only after you die in it? How tombstones lie more than people do? How I have to use his name just to get a couple snaps from the audience in this poem. See, is that what you want for me to die in all my blackness? All three-fifths of my entirety as if it ever mattered anyway. Just like black lives don't matter anyway. Just like black deaths don't matter anyway. But I told her I was sorry. Because obviously, this hair is a sight that sore eyes have yet to heal from. And no... I'm not sorry for my aesthetics, because truth be told, I look damn good. I told her that I was sorry that she was too blind to recognize gold when she sees it. So no, this poem is not a eulogy for my blackness. This poem is an inauguration to my wholeness. And I'd be damned if I ever part ways with myself for anybody. Thank you. Yo, damn it. Yo, this piece right here, man, it got levels to it, man. I'm sorry if I cursed. I didn't know if I Nah, you good, man. You good. No citizenship, man. You good. Wow, bro. Yo, this piece, it got it got so many levels, man. Cause I too can relate to this, man. I too can relate. Like I'm a chef by trade. And mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It it came a point in time when when I was going to school, in fact, I was in school trying to get my degree and they was trying to get me to cut my beard. And it was, mm-hmm. it was crazy, man. I was going through it. Like I was really going through it. I was talking to my mm-hmm. brothers, man. I'm like, yo man, what should I do? And, um, I was faced with that same trauma, man. And they try to, they want you to fit a certain type of, you know, cookie cutter, you know, mm-hmm. you gotta be like this if you're going to be in corporate. And they know that's where the money's at. So they use that as the carrot to tease you to see if you're going to sell your soul or not, man. And yo, I, I can identify with that piece. That piece is powerful, man. One more time for this brother. Man. Yo, man, that was the piece. In fact, because I heard that piece when you spit, you spit that piece on the, um, on another show, on that on that um, slam. Yeah. And, when, and when you spit that piece, I was like, yo, did they just hear this shit? Like, I was like, yo, like, really? I was like, yo, did they really listen to this piece right here? I was like, yo, this piece was fire. And I was like, yo, it was like the, the, it was like they didn't give it the recognition it deserved, man. I'm like, that's a powerful piece right there, man. And uh, it's real, man. It's real, man. Because in this society, man, why when it become, when it, when it's dealing with black people, why do we have to be conditioned? Everybody else is free to be what they want to be, free to do what they want to do. But when you when you black and you're meeting corporate world, you can't mm-hmm. come as you are. You can't come the way you are. Oh, you got to have your hair got to be a certain way. You know, that's why you got these sisters out here losing their hair. They they ain't got no edges because they trying to fit into this corporate arena where the money's at. They use that money as that carrot to pull you in and mm-hmm. to see if you want to sell your soul or not, man. But, yo, that piece right there is fire, bro. That's joins fire, but tell us a little bit about the writing process of that piece, man. Did that just was that a free write, or was that something that you worked on for a minute and you just kept going back to it? 
so honestly, like a lot of my spoken word pieces are free writes, um, mm-hmm. but I feel like I can only write when I'm emotionally charged. So everything that I stated in that poem happened mm-hmm. um, at some point in time in my life. Everything, it, it was more of a testimony to my mm-hmm. experience. Uh, but I, I started writing that piece uh, one day after coming from work. I used to be a recruiter for Workforce One. Okay. And that's a very corporate setting. Uh, but one of the the beauty of me being in that space is not only do I know the corporate setting, I know my people. Mm. So I, I ended up becoming like a bridge Indeed. for my people to get to find some type of financial security. Even if it wasn't like the best, it was like, okay, you could put food on your table every day because I can get you this job and I can prep you to let you know what you need to do on your end to ensure you get this job. So mm. I, I thought it was kind of odd because like my numbers was like the highest of, of the account managers. Like I was, I was probably getting like 75 to a hundred people higher per quarter. Mm. Uh, and like, it was, I was making my quotas and surpassing them, but for them aesthetically, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't fit the mold. Like, I wore dashikis. Uh, mm, you know what I mean? I have two true. nose rings. I got dreadlocks and a beard. Like, mm. so for them, um, it wasn't what their company imagined an uh, all-star account manager look like. Exactly. Uh, right? So it's like I had a little grace, though, because of my numbers are my numbers. The, my work speaks for itself. Mm. Uh, but these conversations were still being held. And these conversations were being held by Black people. That's and crazy. that's even more yeah. like, right. So when I said the coworker situation, like yeah. that was a real situation. Um, and she ain't mean no harm by it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like that's how she was conditioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And when I, when I get rubbed the wrong way, that's right. <laughs> home and I write, <laughs> that's just that's, what it was. So like, that was great. That was a night. That that's, was just a night. That's crazy, man, because you get that type of flat, from your own sometimes because when, when they are when they're not woke you're not you, you asleep you don't know what's going on you trying to fit in and everything you see somebody going opposite to what you think is the flow you feel that that's your opposition and that's what they try to do they try to oppose us they try to put us on opposite sides of each other find some type of difference to disconnect us but yeah i didn't even cut you off king i don't even think it was opposition i think it came from love it mm. came from love of someone caring oh, about i feel you yeah and and, and and they feeling that basically they trying to put you on but in, yeah, in all actuality you. you putting them on like look you, you're worth more than this and they will accept you because like you said your numbers is your numbers your numbers, number, numbers. your numbers is your numbers and, that, and that's how we gotta break ground we gotta see that's the thing about the the conformity you know Black people trying to be conformed to a certain idea. That's why you got our sisters out here worrying about, oh, my hair is too thick. They're not going to accept me. They will accept you. When I look at my black sisters, my queens out there, man, and I see your natural hair, it's beautiful. You are beautiful. This is a message to all my queens. You are beautiful out there. You don't need to change anything about you. You dig what I'm saying? But that's the key. They try to get us to change, to try to go with the flow. So I see where you're coming from. She she was coming from a, a, a space of love. Like, yeah. let me put you on. You don't cut cut your dreads and shave your beard, get a little taper and all that. And you're going like, to do numbers you, you over look here. So, you look so handsome. I'm like, yo, I, I'm already handsome. Like, exactly. I, I appreciate it, though. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yo, that piece is fire, bro. That, that's a fire mm-hmm. piece right there, man. Yo, man, like, I want to get into another piece, but we want to get into one one thing I wanted to ask you. How did you land 
the Remy Martin commercial. Uh, <laughs> How did you? Because I, I see another poet that I know that landed a commercial like that. I don't know if you know her, Roya. Roya, that's yeah, the homie. Yeah, yeah. We shot it the same day. Oh, that's crazy because I'm looking, I'm like, yo, I was like, yo, I seen Roya. No bullshit. I'm, I'm, I'm on Facebook or something and mm-hmm. I'm strolling and you know how the commercial come when you watching a video and a commercial mm-hmm. come on and then a commercial came on and I'm like, hold the fuck yeah. up. I was like, hold the fuck up. That's a Remy Martin commercial. I said, that's, that's Roya. Now we slammed together. We was in Poetry Idol together. That's my homie Love right you. there. We was in Poetry Love Idol. And uh, I was like, yo, that's Roya. I said, oh, snap. I told my man, Pat, I was like, yo, Pena, I just seen a Remy Mark commercial that had Roya in it. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, B, I just seen it. Yo, that joint was crazy. So yeah. tell us, man, how you land that, man? Yo, put the people on, man. Bro, it, God. Um, <laughs> like, truthfully, uh, honestly, I got the, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped in to a lot of things. So it's like when when opportunities present themselves, people hit me up and be like, hey, you, mm. you should check this out. And I think they were looking for poets uh, for a while. So I, I think I got it. I got the official email. Actually, Jay Rose was the first person to send me the email. Wow. That's crazy. I was just at her event last night. That so Jay, was Jay Rose was the first poet to get me a bag in poetry. Wow. That, uh, Shout so out to Jay Rose, man. We yeah. just interviewed her on the show, man. And, uh, Yo, it was a dope interview, man. Y'all go check that out, man. Shout out to yeah. the queen, man, because the queen, she's out here doing it for real, She's doing man. her thing. She's she taking off right now, and I love it. I love to see it. But she yeah, was the rap. first person to give me a bag. But she sent me She sent me it. I ain't going to lie. I was going through a little bout of depression, like not feeling like myself. And they they wanted like to send an audition. Mm. And honestly, I waited until the deadline. And then when it came down to it, I just, I had that little imposter syndrome. I was like, yo, am I am I the person for this? So I didn't send it. Mm. Next thing I know, two weeks later, I'm getting sent it again. This is after the deadline. Wow. So two weeks later, they still looking for poets or whatever the case may be. And I know all my homies, like, in my mind, I'm like, yo, this got to be gone. Because it's like, I know some dope-ass poets. And mm, if they are on this, like, they know about this opportunity, like, that spot is getting filled. Um, so true. Truthfully, truth be told, the director that told me I was the last person. Wow. Um, that they secured. And um, because I, I the last time I saw it, I was like, yo, this is God. Like they didn't, they didn't, they went past the deadline. So it's like, maybe this is for me. And so I, I did it. I got a call back like two days later. They was like, yo, we want to um do a Zoom, a Zoom uh rehearsal kind of thing. They had me read something. Um, and then they was like, yo, perform a piece. And so the, I'm on zoom. I can't see, they had it blocked off. So I couldn't, I couldn't make eye contact with nobody. Mm. So it was just like, all right, I'm in my living room with the flashlight on, like, you know what I'm saying? Like just going in, like acting like I'm on stage. And it was like, I, I did my thing. And then like literally the next day they was like, yo, pull up. We're going, we're going to have you for the scene, blah, blah, this and the third, memorize this phone, so- memorize it. And the director was telling me, cause like I, I had the honor of his name is, um, his name is Chad, but I had the honor of, because I was another young black powerful brother directing for these corporations and mm. stuff like that and like really putting black people on because he handpicked me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so after we did the Remy Martin joint, he pulled me up for the George Floyd Memorial for BET. Wow. And I got man. to do the Ryan Apples piece for BET. 
Like, and it was just like, wow, this is a serendipity. Yo, I'm getting goosebumps so literally ever. talking to you about this. I'm getting goosebumps, man. Yeah, yo, yo, dope, yo this is it's fate, man. It's fate. And I love that energy, man, that because you've been through some things, my brother. You've been through some things, man. And for you to, like, really come through and battle, you battling depression, you battling other things in your life, and you you go through all that, you wade through all that, man. You come back victorious, man. And you hear it in your spoken word. And I don't give accolades like this to just anybody. Really, I don't. And um, for real, man, like your words touch me. And when I and when I hear poets that touch me like that, I don't know if it's the, it's the, if it's the gift or something, but it's just something about certain poets that I gravitate to. And then when I, once I do, I'm like, wow, look at this, man. This look what, what, what potential this individual have. And then I look at your body of work and I'm like, wow, man, this brother out here busy, man. I was just on Clubhouse. I was just on Clubhouse with some downtime. I didn't have no interviews to do with some downtime. Let me go check this out, playing around. And I heard your voice. I think, I don't know if you was on B Show before. I be planted on um on um Clubhouse. I've been. Yeah. But not like, I'm going to be honest with you, the Clubhouse this is a little weird for me just because like I'm used, like I'm out, I'll be outside like exactly. in real life. Exactly. And not to say that Clubhouse is not a real life, but the way it's set up sometimes, I don't really know how to navigate. So I pick and choose, like, do I have the emotional capacity right now to get mm. on Clubhouse where it could go left? I don't know how to navigate. Like, exactly. So that day, I was like, no, I needed to practice for a show anyway, because mm-hmm. I had a show later on that night. So I was like, yo, let me go on Clubhouse. Let me recite these poems. Let me, let me actually, like, really go in and just see where I'm at because I haven't been doing a lot of shows because of the pandemic and stuff like that. So now I'm getting back outside. I, mm, I just, I I'm looking forward to growing, bro. Just Definitely, man. Definitely. Because I knew you was spitting. You was you was reciting. I knew you wasn't reading. When you spit all your rounds, I knew wow. you wasn't reading those. I knew you wasn't reading those because I, cause I, don't, I don't read poems too when I'm spitting. I don't, I just, I got to do it from memory and because I got to perform yeah. it because you in that performance element. So yeah. I knew when you were spitting, I was like, yo, he's performing over there. He ain't reading. I was, other, I was in the bathroom going in, Yeah, bro. I, I, I knew it. I knew it. I know. I'm like, yo, he performing over there. I said, that's not coming from a book. He's not reading that from a book. He's performing over there. You know what I'm saying? Some other people you heard. Like, Damn, I lost. Yeah, that's like, yo, that, that, yo, I ain't going to front. I ain't going to front, B. I was like, yo, I thought that, I thought it was a little bit I was like, yo, come on, man. Like, it was obvious. Like, certain things was obvious. Cause I to re- be honest with you, when I heard, when I heard when we did the 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 round robin and we picked the number and all that, when I heard your first piece, I was like, yo, cause they say you who you pick, you want to pick king or you want to pick Hattress. And that's my word. I was like, yo, I was like, Hattress or King. I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna dust off King first because I think me and Hattress is gonna be in that finale. <laughs> that's what I yo, that's that's what I said. That's what I said to myself. I was like, yo, yeah, I want because I wanna I wanna go against him. Cause I didn't want to go against you right there. I was like, nah, he's the contender. I said, he's the contender. I heard in your voice. I was like, he's a contender. Then when I saw you spit, I was like, yo, this dude from NY. He from NY. I was like, yo, yeah, he's from NY. Yeah. I said that in my head. I was like, yo, this dude is from NY. I'm was, from NY. I was being yo. super quiet on it because I didn't know. I didn't know nobody. I didn't. I mean, I I don't have a 
following on there. So I was just trying to learn. So I was like trying to be quiet and just listen to people and all that. But like I already knew what was the first piece I was going to do. So I was like, all right, whatever. Wherever we go, we go with it. <laughs> like, oh, that joke was it. That was the one that, that joy. It was a dope. It was a dope. It was a dope show. I ain't going to front. That was a. It was a fire show. Yeah. But me personally, I think you should have took that. I really, I really do think you should have took it because that piece that I want you to spit later on in the show, that right there alone killed that yeah. for me. That. It killed it killed the whole competition for me. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I was like, yo, that once you Word, spit that piece. You know, everybody liked that piece. You know, you know what that piece was? That piece was a, a Mother's Day gift to my aunts. Wow. Because I was I, I was broke. I ain't have enough money to buy all three of them a gift. So I was like, yo, let me write this piece wow. real quick. I framed it, framed it, gave it to all of them for Mother's Day. Like that piece wasn't even supposed to be like a spoken word. Wow. B, that's crazy, man. That piece is fire. My the audience, y'all gonna hear this piece, man. He's gonna spit this piece, man. But uh, another question that I wanted to get into was your book. Tell us a little bit about your book, because you have your book. So, if ever, if ever mm-hmm. I were, tell us a little bit about if, your book. So my book, um, I'm a self-published poet, um, author. Uh, the book is oh. called "If Ever We Were." It's literally, uh, I would say, it's like a a testimony from young black youth to young black adulthood. Um, so my chapters are broken up into segments. So like if ever we were lost, if ever we were loved and left, oh. if ever we were the last, the last section is if ever we were whole, whole. And that's when you find yourself. That's when you understand who you are. That's when you understand the challenges that you have to face in this community whatever intersection you find yourself in so whether you're a black man whether you're uh, a black woman whether you're a woman whether you're whatever intersection you find yourself in like the challenges that you have to go through but then the fortitude that you have to have inside of you um Mm. and speaking to that and speaking to your better self at the end of it so it's like it's just a journey that i feel like a lot of people could relate to um and it's, it's very personal to me um because literally the second poem in that book um, is almost a journal entry to my deceased mother. Um, mm. And it's called October 8th because that's the day that she passed. Um, but I, I start the book with that because that that experience alone shaped me in different ways and, and kind of dictated my trajectory that I had to navigate. Wow. Um, so the perspective that I have now comes from that experience. Um, so that's it's just it's just very telling and, and i think it's very beneficial to our people um it's a lot of wisdom and introspection in there um it's a lot of growth and I, i'm just looking forward to like getting it more out there it's done well so far but i, I want to make sure that like I'm, I'm writing a curriculum on it right now just to oh, that's touch dope. the roof a little bit yeah you know that's, I mean? that's dope because you are educated as well you, you, you i am also, i work for an organization called um um brotherhood sister soul and I basically educate a group of black boys, black and minority boys um, from seventh grade to high school. Wow. And I, I have three chapters that I'm running. I have two seventh grade chapters right now and one ninth grade chapter. And we do weekly meetings with them. I literally just came from Dave and Buses with them today. Like wow. they're on vacation. So every day during this week, we had trips for them. We went to Beat the Bomb yesterday. We did Dave and Buses. We did Ice Skating on Monday. Uh, we're doing like BBQs tomorrow just to eat with them and just chop it up and build that camaraderie. Wow. Um, but also instill life lessons. It's an enrichment program. So we, we, we teach them about 
African, pan-African history. We teach them about civil rights movements. We teach them about leadership in their community. We teach them about the school of prison pipeline and how that affects them to this day. Mm. Um, and we create young activists who can think for themselves. Indeed. We don't tell them how they should feel. We show them what happened and let them figure out how they should feel. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's, just, that's, that's our model. That's what we do. I think that's so necessary, man, especially for our youth, man, because a lot of times growing up in our communities, we don't have those positive role models to be to be there hands on deck. What we have is we got the drug dealers. We got the D boys. We got the the thugs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? We got the gang members. And that's who's capturing the youth. But brothers like yourself, man, that's going out there doing the work and getting our youth and, you know, talking to them, man, because a lot of things, man, like me. Me personally, when I got, when I was young, I got tripped up. You dig what I'm saying? So a lot mm -hmm. of times you get tripped up when you're young, when your mind is impressionable and you don't know what's right. You're just looking for something that's right. And then and let's be honest, it's mm -hmm. up for us to get tripped up, right? Exactly. Like I got tripped up. If you, if you have five black men in a lineup, three of them got tripped up, right? Indeed. So it's like, it's just set up like that. So part of the job is teaching them the system. So they, they understand. And then also the representation, like you said, like, I'm not, bro, I'm not Jesus, right? Like, I, I'm a young black man coming from the society the same way you are, right? Indeed. We have to make decisions. But the representation is here. Like, I'm 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 going to let you know I experienced all that shit that you experienced, and I'm still working through it. That's right. right. So it's like, it's okay to be a work in progress for the rest of your life, as long as you understand what the mission is. Indeed. Understand the mission. Indeed, man, it's powerful, man. Cause I, I, I caught your um your interview with Hal Davis on the third part, the third lap podcast. Oh well, yeah, that's yeah. my bro. Yeah, that's man, bro. that was a that was a shout out to Hal Davis, man. That was a dope, dope, dope interview, yeah. man. Yeah. I love that interview, man. And you two brothers, man, was so enlightening, man. Having you sit down and have that conversation, man. And I, I yo. This is what this is what platforms like this is meant for, man. For mm -hmm. us to bring this type of reality to so many different people that think it don't mm -hmm. exist. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I got a nephew that don't know. He don't know. Like at this point in time, this is the most precious point of your life. You're young. You're How strong. You? He, right now, he's eighteen. He's oh, eighteen. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You, you yeah. don't know where you want to go, but you know you want to do something. And depending, you got to figure it out fast. Exactly. In the eyes of other exactly. So you need that time. Like, like, what do you want? So I'll be trying to talk to him and everything like that, man. But this is exactly what's needed in our community, man. You're, you're actually making a difference. You're actually out there, you know what I mean, doing the work. You know, and a lot of times, man, a lot of times there's a lot of lip service. There's a lot of lip service that goes on where people, they, they talk about it, but then you actually have the individuals that's out there working, man. And my brother's out there working, man. Yo, kudos to you, my brother, man. Kudos. Yo, I want to, I, I, I definitely want to get into another piece because we coming up on time. You still got two pieces, so you can save the piece that I want for last. You nah, say, I'm actually do that now. Oh, you gonna do I'm that now? Fight. All right, yeah. bet, bet, I'm bet. Because the, the piece that I want to do, yeah, right. wanna, it, it's very different. From okay, that. So okay, like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. I'm gonna I, do that now. So that's what yeah. it is. So boom, I'm gonna set the stage for you. Are you ready right now to, to rock it? Yeah. All right. So bet. So I'm gonna I'm gonna set the stage for you again, and then uh we're gonna talk about this because we need to talk about this piece right here. Coming back to the stage, let's give a warm, warm welcome to my brother and your brother, Hattress. 
I said the women in my family are magic. See, I've witnessed them transform tragedy into triumph. Cradling self-esteem and rocking pain to sleep with lullabies that soothe the average beast like me. See, I've seen them look deaf, dead in the eyes and laugh like only a black woman could. With enough cocoa butter and shade to even out all of my dark places. With enough snaps, neck rolls, and hand claps to let you know when they ain't playing. Enough fortitude to last generations because as we all know, black, it just don't crack like that. See, when my mother died, these women literally put the men on their back and carried us to understanding. When my uncle died, they were the only ones to not cry. The only ones to allow for us men to be both vulnerable and safe. You see, this is what God must feel like. They say the burden of strength. It always lies with the wise. Well, these women birth boulders and can move mountains with their mouths. I remember overhearing conversations in the kitchen. And if y'all know anything, y'all know there's nothing more magical than four black women in one kitchen, you see. I watched them there, conjuring feasts fit for kings. With recipes passed on from elders I have never seen, but always knew they loved me still to this day just by the way my food tasted. I watched them there, gracefully stirring pots. Measuring by hand just the right amount that's good for your soul. They were good for your soul like church because the kitchen, it was praise and worship. The kitchen, it was knees on a pew, an invitation to forgiveness. And these women, these women were extensions of God. These women were fried chicken, collards and turkey neck bones, baked mac and cheese, gizzards and gluten-filled bread because gluten-free just don't taste the same. These women were seasoning, picked from the earth and packaged in tough love, raw, salty, and sweet. These women, these women have survived fires and lived to tell of smoke, of rubble, of ash that blows in the wind like strange fruit on Mississippi trees. See, they have seen their fathers die by the hands of whites still manage to smell. They have seen their mothers go for matriarchs to forgotten by the history books and still encourage us to read. Read until we can write. Write until it is right. Until monuments are erected in their honor. And even if they aren't, at least all of y'all will know that this little black boy came from a loving family. So it amazes me how hearing the rumblings of an empty stomach was the only motivation they needed. How they withdrew pain from wounds I never knew I had. How they had love etched on the insides of their arms so that every hug had the power of healing. How they knew honey and ginger and apple cider vinegar worked better than anything a doctor could ever prescribe. I have no idea. The women in my family are magic, I swear. And I just want them to know that that monument they've been waiting for has always been right here. Thank you. That piece, man, yo. Oh, man, man. That joint give me goosebumps every time I hear it, man. Every single time I hear it, that joint give me goosebumps, man. Because that, yeah, it, just, that it, man. It, it just reminds me of family. It reminds me of community, man. 
it it reminds me of just resilience. We just we've been through so much, man, so much, and just our resilience to just just to be here. You know what I mean? Just to be here, man. Stand and stand tall, stand firm. Like, look, we still here. You can't get rid of us, man. No matter what you do, you can mm-hmm. try what you wish, but you can't get rid of us, man. That piece is iconic, man. And I'm pretty sure your aunts, man, they they really felt that sentiment, man. Cause that that's a dope ass idea. As far as like you ain't got no bread, but that's dope, man. That that's a priceless, that's a priceless gift, man. <laughs> and it's funny, it's funny because like um like I get so caught up in talking about like all the problems of our society and um, fuck the accolades or whatever the case may be, whatever. A Remy Bond commercial being on BET, that's all dope. But like the the number one experience that I that I remember on this journey of mine, because I've only been performing for about six years. Mm. But the number one experience is going from like inviting my family out to events and they're like, ah, you're not getting no money from this. Cause you know, I'm, I'm from a black family. So it's like, I'm spending all this time doing this. They want to see the fruits of the labor right then and there. Indeed. They don't really understand the process and, and like how I got to get better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is my getting better process. But I remember after I wrote that poem, I had a show. Um, and all of my aunts came and my sister came and my cousin came. Mm. And these are all women in my family. Like I was, that helped raise me because my mom's passed when I was 15. So like these women kind of stepped in and was like, yeah, I'm, I'm the moms. Like even my cousin who's 10 years older than me, like always giving me wisdom, everything. My sister raised me, my aunts raised me. So just seeing them at that show, I did that poem and just looking into the crowd at their face and they crying, bro. Like mm. that, and, and I had to stop because it, it, it touched me in a way like, yo, like, I love y'all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so like that's, I had a lot of good experiences with poetry, but like that alone, mm. I can die a happy man knowing that, like, you know what I mean? Like I honored yes. them in, in a very special way yes, um, during that, that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that was dope, man. That You definitely honored them with that poem, man. Because that poem, man, is so, it just gives you that nostalgia, man. I, everything that that I that I've witnessed growing up as a as a youth, you know what I'm saying? Just that experience, bro. Like yeah, exactly, it's a collective experience. Man. Exactly, man. And you, and you got the nerve to say we don't got no culture. Like exactly, how? we are culture, man. <laughs> we are culture, man. This this society wouldn't be nowhere without without the pulse of our culture. What we what what we introduce to this society, man. It's crazy, man. They don't recognize. We recognize though, King. But my brother, man. Damn, I wish I could have you on this show for for about two, <laughs> two, three hours, man. But we want I want to get into some more things, but I definitely want to invite you back, man. You because I know of you course. I want to invite you back because I do panel discussions and I think that you will bring so much, you know what I mean? You bring so much to the table in a lot of these panel discussions that I've been doing lately. I haven't aired any of them yet, but I'm doing a collection. Yeah. I'm about to start airing them. And uh you will bring so much to the conversation and I definitely want to get you in with one because like I did one already shout out to the ladies I did one with dealing with the uh the negative stereotype of the strong black woman and Ooh. I got three amazing sisters three amazing poets to come on the show and they went in man I mean they went in so I'm doing a brother's version of that getting the kings together and we're going to talk about some topics but during that during that type of uh that segment, I definitely want to invite you back to the show to get in on that 
When you, when I, I would pay you, I would love to. That's, that's the conversations I'm having out here, bro. So Beautiful. Like, I, would love. I know, I know that would be dope. Oh. So definitely, because I got one person in mind. It's one sister in mind. I have putting y'all two together. I know it's gonna bring so much enlightenment. So I definitely got to line something up with you and this sister, man. But yeah, bro. So your book. Where can we purchase it? How can we get it? How can we support you? What's the best way to, to support you in, in getting your book? Is it on Amazon um, or anything? It is on Amazon. Uh, the ebook and the paperback copy is on Amazon. But it's also on my website, um, IamHattress.com, um, which will be fully in capacity by tomorrow, which is my birthday. I don't oh, know when this right. is. Tomorrow's my birthday. Uh, the 24th is my birthday. And I'm... I was trying to figure out some things because I'm putting out another book come April and I'm still in the editing process of that. So I was like, yo, should I take off, take the first book off the market kind of thing and promote this? But I'm like, nah, nah man. I love both of them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. I'm this, definitely so. trying to cop that. But I'm saying though, we, if we cop it from your website, which would give you better proceeds, buying it through Amazon or just buying directly straight from your website? Of course, my website. Um, All right, because, definitely. Like, and you also get it signed because, like, I, I handle all the business for my website. I send personal copies out with signatures and notes in it, um, packages with all that good stuff. You know what I mean, like, I dress it up. Um, and it's cheaper on my website than on Amazon. Oh, that's so, that's even better. That's so. What's the yeah. what's the price on your um on your website? How much is it on your website? It's twenty dollars. Oh, that ain't nothing, man. We we man, come on, man. Yo, y'all got to go out and support this brother right here. The reason why I want y'all to go out and support him because, you know, not just because he deserves it, because he's out here doing the work, man. And that energy, everything is about energy, man. And the energy that we give off, the energy that we support is going to bring back more positive energy to us. Stop supporting negative shit. Let's stop supporting negative shit that, that decimate our character that you know I me mean, have us out here looking stupid and let's start supporting brothers that's bringing value and adding value to us as a people you know what i'm saying so definitely man y'all go out there and cop that i am hattress is i am hattress.com yep i am hattress.com by time this drop anyway i'm gonna have all the links in in the description of this of this episode so y'all be able to get to his website through the hyperlink that I'm going to put into the description. So it'll be an easy go to and go get that joint, man. Support this brother, man, because this brother's out here doing the work. He's out here making it happen for our youth. And I really appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you coming through anyway. And just, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I was like, this is a long shot. This brother right here, man, once I started researching you, I was like, man, I don't know if he want to do the show. I was what like, mean, I was bro? Like, as soon as you hit me up, I said, yes. It was a wrap. I, I was like, yo, he's down to earth. And I said, yo, what's, what, what's, once I said that you was from New York, I was like, you from NY, you confirmed. I was like, oh, yes, it's a yeah, good a look. A we can have definitely a lot of future endeavors coming up, man, because I, I definitely want to network anything you got going on. Even your next book, when it comes out, you can come back to the show and you can debut that joint right on the show, my brother. That would be love, bro. You know what I'm saying? Most definite, most definite, man. I'm going to do that, man, all day, man. But we got, I want to get into this last piece because we're coming up on this hour, man. And I want to give us a little time to talk about this piece because I know it's about to be epic. So, now, <laughs> so the energy, I was like, yeah, I got, I got one I want to close with, though. Like. Yeah, so let me, let, let me set this stage for you so you can get into that so we can talk about this before we end the show so coming back to the stage 
Let's give a warm, warm, warm welcome to my brother. Hattress like the mattress, but don't sleep on him. Let's get it. I'm not at all the man I was when I first started this. I went from putting all of my heart in this to no longer wanting to be a part of this because this game, well, how you looking at everybody, strange, including yourself. I mean, I like to say I'm a decent human being myself, but when you deal with folks that take and fault you for your generosity, they get to playing mind games like luminosity. And all you're trying to do is hand out positive energy. I got a son now. Everybody want to be kidding me. Mentally, somewhere between ancient history and who most people won't get to be, yo, it's madness. All these hat tricks is what make me so magic. How hat gave out mad tips and these niggas still won't even tip they hat to hatress, but never mind that. Now it's back to the grinding. Back to mining mines and mines until I get a diamond. Back to the poetry that all started in Harlem, so every word I blew magic. It's not a stain on this jacket. If it was, I'm Frank Luke with drugs out here blotching this alpaca. Oh, man. I'm on the run with this. Cool phobia the way I used to run from it. That's the fair clowns, by the way. And it seems to be a lot of them around these days, but I managed. Never panic. I can't explain how, but I always do. That's why I talk my shit for those of you who might be going through it, too. I like to make sure every line got a little pain in it to build up my own tolerance. Every metaphor like burning skin, that was assembly, by the way. See, what I'm saying is I write to write wrongs and checks because a nigga got to live at the end of the day. Then I had to get a plan. So I prayed to God and asked me to help him write these hymns. I saw it to fruition. This is foresight. I was building as I go like it's Fortnite. I was up all night trying to get my thoughts right. Wrote 100 poems in my sleep because Biggie told me it was all just a dream. So I'm jotting lines, changing realities within me with every scheme. Like, if I can't change the world, at least my self-esteem will let the world change me. But shout out to the ones who be like, yo, you lying, King. Well, of course. I can't hide this pride. And I roll my truths with all my might. Red clay, blood, dashiki, astute posture. Fuck you thought I was more Rafiki than Mufasa. Why these others give me that Italian Carmine's plate fill, you know, imposters. They say we all crabs in a bucket, but me, I'm more lobster. I learned to love the life of an outcast, per se. And I still got mob ties with my compadres who way more big boy than Andre and will gladly leave you going for less than 3K. But we still rock together all the same. So this, this is my braggadocious poem. And truthfully, I've been humble way too long. See, what they do with words is just a mere fraction of my fashion, but I let them wear it out. How did you forget? I'm big bro. It's only right that I hand me down. So you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. yeah, B. Yeah, walk on that joint, B. Walk on that joint. That's what I'm talking about. That's that swag piece right there, B. Yeah, <laughs> yeah B. I, you got to have one swag piece. You yeah, have one most death. Most death, man. Yeah, bro. Yo, that joint was fire, man. Yeah, man, you in the, you're, you're definitely an amazing artist, man. And you definitely bring value to our community, man. And on the behalf of all spoken word artists, man, I want to thank you definitely for coming through, man. Especially, you know, keeping true keeping true to the theme, man, because I really believe that words 
are powerful, man. Words can either heal or words can destroy. And it's with the power of our words, we can manifest totally different realities for ourselves, man. Like, we just got to believe it. And the belief is not in no, personally, no, no religion or anything of that nature, but it's just that belief in oneself. Know the God in you. Know what you're capable of. And if you, if you can identify that, man, we can make the reality that we want, man. And you're out here doing the work, my brother, man. I want to, I, I appreciate you for coming through. And uh, I want to remind the audience one more time, definitely go out to his, to his website, IamHattress.com, cop his book. Tell them the name of the book one more time. The name of the book is If Ever We Were. If Ever We Were. I'm definitely going to yeah. give, I want my, I want my autograph copy. I want my joint copy. Shout out to Black. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm, I'm definitely going to purchase mine through the website and i urge all of you guys man go purchase this brother's book and you know what i'm saying show love man because it's it's definitely supporting positive energy he's putting positive vibes into the world man and that's what we need we need good looks like this for our youth somebody for our youth to look up to man and kudos to you my brother man real rap man you out here doing the work bro you out here doing the so I, I definitely appreciate you for pulling me up. I'm honored to be here. Thank you, bro. Most deaf, most deaf, man. So tell the people where they can find you, how they can get in contact with you. Copy. Um, I'm on the gram. You can find me at I am underscore Hattress. That's Hattress like Mattress with the H, but please don't sleep on me. Uh, that's um, you know, like, that joint right there was slick. When I heard that, I was like, that's slick. <laughs> yeah. my, my, poet name, my poet name is my real name. So if you want to find me on anything, it's, on, it's Hattress. It's only... It's, it's not too many of us out here besides me and my son. So it's like, you're going to find us if you need to. You know I mean? That's dope. That's dope, man. Yeah, y'all go out there and support this brother, man. Thank you for coming to the show, man. Now, this is the time of the show when I address my audience, leave them with some positive affirmations so they can know that they're not out here alone. You know, they're not out here alone. So if you out here, you hearing the you hearing the sound of my voice, just know that you are loved know that if you want anything to manifest for you anything to manifest for you you have to start that now you have to put that and visualize that in your mind and start that process today if you want anything to succeed for today you know what i'm saying for tomorrow you definitely gonna have to start that today i want to thank you guys for always showing up i want you i want to remind you to always always speak your soul always always speak your soul never allow anyone to control where you want to go know you the knowledge of god is the knowledge of self understand that the knowledge of god is the knowledge of self so know thyself and prosper i love you guys i want i want you guys to know if you're hearing the sound of my voice that we're in tune know that I love you know that I know your struggles and I hope you love me too peace